Hey, 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 you are not going crazy, you are not going mad, well you might be, might uh, be. I, yeah. I certainly am, I don't know about Funky Bunch, but we have bit. slipped this one in under the radar, backdoor style, uh, that's right, you got a little bonus talking Joe Epp here, because what we failed to do was we failed to cover the 2019 yearbook, Real American Hero, oh, is it 2019? 2019, yeah. Yeah, 2019, the 2019 yearbook. There's, there's which... no mistakes in G.I. Joe... Uh, in, in this talking is, Joe, yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's no prize this. We intended to do this as an extra bonus episode all along. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I think it kind of comes chronologically before the silent option, which is obviously the episode 102 contents of Talking Joe. So here you go. is a nice little 20-minute bonus ep for you where we will be covering the 2019 yearbook, as we have so mentioned. Um, so um, let's, let's, uh, let's just dig straight into it, I guess. Um, comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Barry Hammer writes them. Chief and Mark discuss them. Whoa. Comic Talk, oh, Comic Talk, Larry Hammer writes them, Chief and Mark discuss them, whoa. Cover? What? Um, there, there is a cover, there's more than one cover. There I've is. got the uh, Tommy Lee Edwards cover with oh, uh, have you? Duke on the front cover. Yeah, that which... actually appears later in the in my issue as a, as a kind of pin-up. Oh, well, yeah, okay, is it, is it, let me see, at the end of the main story. Oh, yeah, I've, so it does. I've got oh, it as a Cheated, yeah. yes, yes. But I've got the Kaizama <laughs> um, Dawn cover, which is really cool. What else have we got? There's a Nitho Diaz cover, yep. which I can't really make out what's going on. Is it Dawn jumping it's into a bunch Dawn of Red Ninjas? jumping into a bunch of Red Ninjas. By and this other one, this convention variant by Gabriel Delotto, I mm-hmm. believe that might have been a cover for a G.I. Joe novel, maybe? That's right, yeah. I think um, I think it was by Max Brooks. Like Or short stories, an anthology yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I've not actually uh, read that, but yes. No, I haven't, but that, that the, the picture, the, the image just kind of tweaked to memory. Yeah, there was a lot of advertising in the back of the books at the time that it came out. So, so yeah, if you have been reading the comics from the IDW world, then, then we you know you would have seen it a fair amount because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Str- I mean, strong selection of covers here. I'm, I think they're all great. Yeah, well, so we've got the Kaizama who, who's doing the interiors as well as the cover A. Tommy Lee Edwards is the writer of the backup story in yep. this issue, and we're sort of I like his I like his style. He's as, he's done some other JoJo covers as well. Uh, Duke's looking a little bit like he's got a receding hairline on on that yep. one, which <laughs> I don't know if it's just me or if it's intentional. And what I've also noticed on this this cover is that he's got a little dis- discreet little uh, uh, jump jetpack. On yes, his back has. there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it seems to be blasting off, but but he's you know firmly wedded to the ground. So, um, <laughs> but but that's all right. I, yeah, I like it. I like I like uh, Tommy Lee Edwards stuff. So so yep. yeah, yep. good 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 uh, good covers here. Uh, I'm on my uh, I'm on my second uh, Irish coffee, and I think okay, it's starting I'm just to take starting effect. on my first cup of Joe of the day. Okay, good, good, good. Um, now listen, this yearbook is um, I, I don't know. If it was intended to um, continue existing storylines or serve any purpose, but um, give us a little a breakdown of what we can expect from this. Okay, here's the plot breakdown. In the East Village, Dawn Moreno returns from Ranger School, meeting Granny Demon, Jim, Jinx, and Raymond in New York. She notices several revanche robots, which she destroys. The drones are controlled by BNX 0066, an android filled with an fitted with an empathy 
Chip. He is in trouble with his boss for their loss and is fitted with a face mask to pass as a human while going on some close-up recon using a, a super small nano drone. The Blue Death X86 model, optimised for ninja elimination, attacks the ninjas in Storm Shadow's Water Tower Dojo. The Empathy bot is intrigued when Raymond takes a blow that was meant for Dawn and it pulls Blue Death 86 out of the Water Tower as it self-destructs saving the ninjas, destroying himself, and the Blue Death in the process. Yeah, so this is... Um, very strangely, I quite enjoyed it, just because it was balls out the, balls out the <laughs> bathtub crazy. The storytelling is all over the shop from Larry. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not a kind of clear path to what's going on it's very confusing kaizama whose art i really enjoy is confusing in certain panels that i couldn't really tell what was going on um it felt like a bigger story that's been crammed into one issue Um, i think they could have made done a lot more with this empathy chip with the blue ninja but i found all that stuff quite interesting and like i say i actually as soon as they blue ninja these stupid drones start popping up on page two i was like oh more blue ninjas but on reflection (laughs) at the end of it I actually, I actually quite enjoyed it. Very good. Yeah, I mean, it's playing to a lot of sort of hammer tropes and more general tropes themselves. I think the, you know, a, an android that sort of learns what it is to be human. Uh, these are what you call emotions. Um, you know, is is a fairly well worn path in 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 fiction. Um, but you know, it, it's it's nicely done. Uh, and it but not in time. not in GI Joe. We haven't seen that. You know, we've had the bats mm, around for a long mm, time. No, Blue ninjas, Blue ninjas, not around for quite as long. But I thought that was a really nice twist, and I think they could have made something more of it. And I don't know, maybe there is more to come because does yeah. he escapes? Doesn't he? That guy, the Blue well, Ninja with the empathy chip, blown up. Oh, is he? He's blown up as he as he drags the uh, the um, the ninja killing uh, robot out of the water tower, and they oh yeah, get, on the last get page. blown up together. Yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't mean anything. He could have. They could have. Yeah, they could play the long game with with his character, I guess, as a as a yeah, sort of a slightly different faction in the uh, in the blue yeah. ninja forces. But I didn't. I didn't. Some things I didn't. Understand. I didn't really understand why they're all what they're all doing in the dojo. They're just meditating. Um, Storm Shadow, Granny Demon, Jinx, Dawn, and what's his name, Raymond. Mm-hmm. And just remind me again where this dude came from. I know Granny took him over to Japan yeah. for training, but where did he come from in the first place? I, I I had to sort of scratch my memory banks as well a little bit. I was going, Ray- Raymond, which one is he again? So Raymond is Tyrone's brother. Um, yeah, I've ah, entirely yes, yeah, forgotten yeah. about him really. Um, so so Tyrone was the sort of the street kid that the blind master befriended and trained and and yeah his brother has sort of wheedled his way into uh the joe world as well and yeah was off in japan training with uh with the ninjas over there right yes yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but then so the, when this blue ninja drones just keep repeatedly popping up in granny demon's shop different variations over and over again <laughs> a mouse and drone and uh, yeah what, some sort of fly buzzing around but they're not yeah. too concerned next thing you know like i say they're just meditating in this water tower and then that's where blue death x86 the big dog killer who <laughs> and, uh you know um i think i'm gonna put in my favorite line of dialogue right now and it is i am optimized for ninja elimination <laughs> <laughs> okay let's go with mine now so yeah. blue death says 
I don't need a Gatling gun to deal with pathetic ninja meat puppets. There no. is no d- defense against my four energy saber intersecting figure eight form. And Jing <laughs> says, I'll bet it's not as good with just three as she cuts off an arm. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there something as well, or is it the, uh, maybe it's in Silent Option, where they say yeah, something yeah. about ordering some new bricks for Granny? Oh, no, is it's it, in this one. Is yeah. it in this one, yeah. <laughs> Ellen, Ellen Bogdan uh, has ordered Granny some spare bricks yeah, <laughs> with all yeah. of her other specialised fighting equipment. Yeah, because she crushes, in the in the beginning, like on page two or whatever, she's crushed a... Uh, I cracked one of her bricks when she threw her Prada handbag and cracked it. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, the art here is very dynamic by Kaizama. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I wouldn't say that I was necessarily a fan of the art for for this story. It's it, it sort of services the story fair fair enough, and there's yeah. there's nothing that's egregiously you know bad or or anything about it. But um, I wouldn't say I was necessarily a great it, fan of. It the, feels like the story. a bit of a throwaway story in that let's pop out a yearbook that really doesn't progress any of the main storylines along, um, but just got an idea to showcase off maybe some new talent i.e kaizama and Mm. they pop this backup and we'll talk about the backup in a minute after we finish discussing this which ends up not going anywhere but you know maybe that was a setup for something more but overall like you say it's 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 a yearbook it's kind of in the tradition of what marvel used to do when they chuck out an annual or whatever that doesn't necessarily tie into current events but it's just more of your favorites doing their thing so um, yeah, it is what it yeah. is. And, and, you know, the yearbooks and the annuals generally were, for the most part, sort of pretty standalone. Self-contained, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there was, I'll, I'll point out another couple of things that I noticed which, yeah, which made me chuckle. So uh, the BNX-066 was fitted with a rhetorical question chip, which would come in uh, <laughs> handy. And uh, actually, that's that, that was it. Really? Right. Yeah. Should we? Shall I? Shall I, Shall we talk about colloquialisms? Let's do it. There used to be a pudding that was over-egged. You know the pudding. You know the pudding. At first it was British, but then it was Commonwealth. You know the pudding. You know the pudding. But now there's a new player in town, a comic book writer of of some renown he's using real world examples and peppering the issues with with lots of samples it's a larry hammer colloquialism he's talking gi joe and all its heroism can you guess what it is is it something new now listeners larry drops a slice of real life on you what is pop so I spot my colloquialism that I spotted was the word homunculus in the context of uh, I think it was Granny spotted a homunculus drone. Okay, now I am familiar with this word be- uh-huh. in mainly only because of Hellboy because Mike Mignola uses homunculuses endlessly, and there's actually a character, isn't there? What's the character called? What's the homunculus was- in the BPRD? Is that um, um oh, the big pale dude? I, I am I don't struggling. Know. I don't know. Anyway, that. you do the I'll do the googling. You tell us about the homunculus in this okay. story. <laughs> so, homunculus in this context, uh, obviously they're talking about a very diminutive uh drone. So it's uh inky dinky human so- well, it's kind of a human shaped drone but very small um and fitting alongside like the Transformers. Roger Roger. Roger, the homunculus. Excellent. Yes, yeah, very good character yeah. in, in yeah. Uh, Hellboy Universe there. Um, and uh, so a d- diminutive human being, being one of the definitions. 
um, but uh, another one is an artificially made, uh, often dwarf, uh, supposedly produced by in a flask by an alchemist. And there was this uh, medical theory of the 16th and 17th centuries was that a fully formed hu- miniature human body was lived, resided inside the sperm, essentially, uh, and that then grew in the womb and, you know, was given birth as a, you know, a human-shaped thing. So it was that... Uh, that idea of it being a fully fume, fully formed, miniaturized human. Um, there we go. That's uh, that's homunculus and it being introduced to, uh, yeah, so slightly esoteric, uh, you know, language from Wait a minute. Uh, the English incoming vocabulary. call, incoming call. Who's this on the lo- Who's this on the line? It's me, it's Ben. Whoa! <laughs> it's one of the founders of Talking Joe coming to you live from the cosy confines of my Tesla. Oh, wow. Where are you off to? Picking up Indiana from acting, dancing and singing class. Wow. And I bet you've got a coffee in your hand or an eggnog? No, I've done that. I've had um, three cups of coffee. Wow. Um, I've, I've been at the skate park with Phoenix. Now, just talk to me about that right. quickly because there was a time when you were drinking triple shot or quad shot coffees from Starbucks. Yes, unfortunately, uh, during COVID-19, it, my favourite coffee place, Independent Place, shut down. So I was forced to start going into Starbucks, but recently they've reopened. So screw you, Starbucks. No interest. Yeah, like it, like it. So you've caught us in the middle of me and Funky Bunch, in the middle of recording Talking Joe bonus episode. Has, that we are has, gonna... ben, has Ben got a hot take on G.I. Joe what's, yearbook what's, what's 2019? Well, um, the, the bonus part of it is that we forgot, well, no mistakes on Talking Joe, that we just didn't um, cover the 2019 yearbook, which, have you got a hot take on the G.I. Joe 2019 yearbook? No. Um, anyway, we... Yeah, we basically, it, it, it chronologically-wise, it should have slipped in before um, episode 102 of Talking Joe. So we're releasing this one to the Joe public, uh, unawares, unannounced, uh, unpromoted, and uh, slip this into their oral canals. Okay, do you think there's any crossover with the Talking Joe listeners and out-timers and us uh, trying to record Empire Strikes Back watch-along? Most, most definitely, some two pit Peter. In fact, uh, Funky Bunch brother Peter messaged me yesterday saying, "Make sure you record that goddamn Star Wars special before Christmas." Well, well, then we have to. Yeah, I know. We have to, then, I, even if it's just for Peter. I thought we had uh, scheduled it in for Thursday, the fourth of December, which has come and gone. That has come and gone. Um, <laughs> I was watching The Revenant, and you were watching Boogie Nights. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We all had a good time. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm at the pickup destination now, so have a great show. Yep, we will, and uh, we'll get we'll, we'll get on that we'll get on that Star Wars recording, and uh, me and Mark are going back to talking about talking Joe. Yeah, has Mark got a PS4? He has yeah, got a do, PS4, yeah. and he does have Battlefront. Do you have Battlefront One, Mark? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he does. I never play Is it, but I do have it. Is he free tonight? He's saying, "Wow." Well, let's, arrange, let's arrange that <laughs> offline. I think it sounds good. For, let's see if we can get a six-man squad together. That's what I'm saying. If we can actually get six people, yeah. we can have designated roles and 
jobs and loadouts. It'll be so cool. And we have to quit our real jobs, yeah? Is that right? Well, possibly. Not on a Saturday night. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Right. Okay. All right. Take Over care, buddy. Out. Over and out. Roger that. There you go. Impromptu. Impromptu call from uh, original co-founder Ben. Uh, nice to hear from that lad. We may well be getting on the Star Wars Battlefront tonight. I was going to say, if you're around tonight, listeners, join us. <laughs> but obviously, when this goes out, that will have long passed. So anyway, yeah, that was a um, week ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, where were we? You were saying something about something. Homunculus. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm all done with the homunculus. All- I'm homunculied out. He's monkey-eyed out. Listen, let's very talk. Let's talk very quickly about the backup story here. Like you said, it is written by Tommy Lee Edwards. Art is by uh, David Gian Felice, who I think pencils a book that you like that I dropped from Image called Oblivion Song. Oh right, okay, it's that guy. I think. Well, I think so. The name rings a bell. I think this is him. Okay, Could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Could be so wrong. So that's the the Kirkman story. Where, uh, which is kind of set sci-fi, dysto- sci-fi, semi-dystopian alien invasion kind of thing. Anyway, I think yeah. that's him. He does it. Well, he's got one, two. We've got four. It's only a four-page backup yeah. story called Infinite Cobra Prologue, which is set right after the G.I. Joe animated movie, which coincidentally we covered on episode 100 of Talking Joe. So this is actually quite timely. Um, I really, really enjoyed these four pages. And I was like, right, wicked. When, when, when did Cobra, Infinite Cobra issue one come out? And of course, it never did. No, the answer is never. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, who know? Who knows if uh, if this is something that that was intended to happen and just got canned, or whether there's a plan to somehow pick it up at some point down yeah. the road. But yeah, I mean, would you be on board was... for this as a, as a series or not? Really, no interest. <laughs> it doesn't especially interest me to, right. to be honest but um you know i'm i'm you know open person i'll give just, it a go there's a, it's there's a great there's a great scene here where pythona is kind of is that the skeleton of nemesis enforcer well there's literally four pages so we could almost sort of cover beat by beat yeah. there's well you know, let's there's, not bother <laughs> there's duke having a fever dream he's seeing globulus and serpent where he wakes up He's got. Uh, he's in a hospital. No, well, he's in a. Uh, he's in a hospital-style bed in a. Yeah. In a cabin, and he's clutching at his chest where he's. Uh, he's not too long had a snake thrown through it, and uh, then yeah, there's a. There's a sort of. They cut to Scarlet talking to Falcon on the. On the radio, and they're alluding to to sort of some sort of ongoing, confrontation with Serpentor, sort of a, almost a warlike battle that can continues, and then they cut to. Uh, Pythona finding uh, Nemesis Enforce Nemesis Enforcers yeah. uh, Skellington and and she plucks uh, this sort of um, Eclipso stone off Gemstone. of Gemstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I don't know. I, I I really like the art here. I, I like Tommy Lee Edwards writing here, even though it's only four pages. And I was well pumped for the next one. And I messaged you boys after saying, "Where's this next issue?" And he's like, "No, nah, this never." Come. I, I kind of knew internally that it'd never come out because it, you know, it wasn't on my radar. But anyway, I thought I'd ask the question. But I don't think we can probably yo-jo that because it is just a four-issue, four-page prologue. But we can yo-jo the yearbook main story. What are you coming in with? Um, I'll say a six. Six from Funky Bunch, Chief. Um, I am coming in with a six point five. I think enjoyed that one, and and actually let's uh, let's introduce our new segment as well because uh, as as we've been reading these issues, we noticed that Larry Hammer's favourite new thing in his stories is Molly Steele. Everything seems to be made out of it. You know, you've got uh, Destro's uh, mask. 
You've got uh, what else was made out of the Bali's? Everything. All I know <laughs> is that all I know is that I wrote a wicked jingle for this. Whoa, not me. Funky Bunch did the jingle this time. Roll it. Hit it. Where's Marley? Where's Marley? Where, 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 where's Marley? Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we had any Molly here, did we? Yeah, there was no Molly. In no this Molly. Issue, uh, uh, so false alarm. False alarm. Stand, stand down. down stand down troops. No Molly. Um, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, have we got time in this little quick bonus episode to talk about any toys? Let's squeeze one in. Do it. Squeeze one out. Squeeze one in. <laughs> in and out. In and out, baby. <laughs> oh dear, sounds kind of cool. Mark talks about toys. Ho ho. He talks about GI Joe. He talks about all the toys from the comic book and the animated show. Mark talks about toys. Mark talks about toys. Well, uh, I'm guessing, aren't I? Um, You're so guessing. the did they make a Raymond? Um, I'm trying to think who. No, they didn't. It's got to be a Storm Shadow. No, don't know. Nope. Nope. Granny. Given no. up. Yes. Nope. I've gone Jinx. Oh, of Jinx course. Yeah, she was in it. Yeah. Yeah. She was there, and she was in her original red uh, garb, yep. looking all jinxified. Let me ping you a couple of photos that you can look at on all your WhatsApp. So hold that phone right up to the uh, mic so we can ping it. And I think my phone's on silent. <laughs> I got them. <laughs> he silently got them. Yeah, it was the uh, silent option we went for that time. Um, so... What are your impressions of Jinx? Um, I quite like the character. Um, the figure is... It's okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't rush out to buy it, necessarily. Um, I quite like the the mask, the, the head sculpt. Um, although it's shaped... The eye holes are shaped almost like ski goggles. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit too much definition on the actual shaping. But I mean, yes, yeah, okay, it's fine. It's yeah, I mean, it's very a sort of very simple design, you know, a, a mostly red uh, look with a black belt. She's got little. Not sure about the nail polish. Little, yeah, she's got nail polish on the end of her fingernails because she's a lady, and she's got little red slippers. Um, her weapons are quite cool. She comes with a black backpack with two uh, silver swords that fit in the back of it. Yeah, that's quite cool. The dual sword holder thing. That's quite cool. And this metal pole with pointy bits at the end, which is a Naginata. Naginata? Naginata. Let's say That'll Naginata. That I do, yep. Um, and yeah, like, like you say, probably, you know, it's just definitely a serviceable figure, but probably not a lot of people's favourites. Um, I think the fact that she was in the movie did a lot for the the character for sort of, you know, building it out and, you know, feeding the imagination. But if you're anything like me, you're probably just more disappointed than anything that it was a Lady Joe and not a Red Ninja. Uh, yeah. Yeah, with standard baddie Red Ninja, which, you know, would probably give a little bit more of a play possibilities, uh, you know, given how they've been used in the, in the books and, and whatnot. Yeah, I'd, I'd have loved to have a, an army of Red Ninjas to build out. But, That'd be uh, good, yeah. Okay. Yep. File and card? File card. Her far name is Top Secret. Um, her primary specialty and secondary specialty. Any guesses? I think it says on the card, doesn't it? Uh, intelligence and... Oh, you got it in front of you, have you? Yeah. Well, it says it on the picture you sent me. <laughs> ah, damn it. Um, so, yeah, it's... Oh, it does, doesn't it? it in, yeah. Her primary specialty is intelligence and her secondary specialty is finance clerk. 
It's uh, what you go to military school for. Um, yeah. And Jinx, yeah, Jinx studied and completed th- uh, in three forms of martial arts from the time she was seven, which strikes me as being a little late, if anything, um, until she graduated from Bryn Mawr. And uh, upon arriving in Japan for a vacation, she discovered that her family had been ninjas for generations and she was officially initiated into the clan. Jinx was recruited for the Joe team by Snake Eyes. Don't underestimate Jinx. She has been to the secret mountain and studied the seven silent forms with a blind master. She has the eye that pierces, the iron hand and the heart that waits. She can see through your deception, better. Uh, batter aside your defences and dazzle you with the strength of her will. Yeah, there you go. Did you have her originally? I mean, I know yeah. you had them all, but um, was that? Yeah, did I you get her upon release? She, I think she might have been one that I purchased when I was in holiday in America. So it might, okay. might, might have been one that I got early. Yeah. Um, yeah, very good. But uh, yeah, I don't think ever one of my core characters. Somewhat, no. yeah, somewhat, I think, because of just the... Uh, you know, a massive glut of ninja-ness that was going on in both the comics and the toys. I think she was somewhat sort of uh, not fully developed, to sort of put, put somewhat aside. Um, yeah. Just didn't necessarily get a huge amount of time to, to breathe and, and have her own stories. But yeah, yeah interesting to see that Larry has uh, has embraced her a little bit more in recent issues and sort of uh, has has been including her as one of the secondary characters in a lot of the, uh, a lot of the stories he's been telling recently, yep. so... Yep. Yeah, doubtless we'll see more of Jinx. Good stuff. Yeah, the figure's growing on me. More I look at it, the figure's growing on me. Ben had her, um, and I think she got quite a lot of playtime, especially in the setups when we were doing sparring of, of Jinx and Storm Shadow and stuff like that. So good stuff. Um, that will do it for this special little bonus episode. Um, but make sure you come back for the regular 102, which is coming up in a few days' time. In fact, in the normal Thursday slot, you can catch us in all the usual places. That's G.I. Joe. No, it's not G.I. Joe at all. It's That's Talking Joe, a G.I. Joe podcast on Facebook. Talking Joe Comics on Instagram, TalkingJoeComics at gmail.com and Talking underscore Joe on Twitter. Uh, Hit us up. Uh, Always nice to hear from you guys. But uh, with all that said and done, we will catch you down the road. Because we've been bonus Talking Joe. And we're all out of bonuses. Well, hopefully we get paid like a payday bonus at the end of the calendar fiscal year. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway. Actually, uh, mine follows. We've got a different, you know. Yeah, mine comes in April, years. I think. Yeah, I but, think it's um, quite common for... Well, I might uh, get one, as obviously in my last year, I'm leaving that job in April, but uh, I think I'm still eligible, so hopefully a bonus for Chief. But um, no more bonus Joes. <laughs> See ya.